You're listening to the podcast version of the Recruit of Talionis audiobook, book one in the Talionis series. I'm your narrator, writer, and host, award-winning author C.J. Malesi. Each week, we'll bring you further into the mysterious and dangerous dystopian world of Talionis and Bria's fight for survival. If you haven't been following along with us up until now, be sure to check out the previous episodes. Now, grab your favorite hot beverage and hold on tight as we dive back in. Chapter 20 The days pass by in a blur. I'm going to all of my trainings, but doing even worse than I was before, and I'm hardly sleeping. At night when I close my eyes, I keep picturing my aunt. I know she wasn't happy with me most of the time, but this? How could she do this to me? The worst part is, I'm afraid that maybe I deserve it. All of it. I almost wish I believed in God the way Storm seems to. Even Nika has talked about praying to him. If I thought I could do that, that he actually wanted to hear from me, maybe I'd ask him why all of this is happening. But I'm afraid of the answer I'd receive. I enter the arena and line up in my place in the second to last row of my unit. I'm not sure how there are recruits doing worse than me, but I'll probably be in last place soon enough. I stand at attention. Sergeant Andor Valerius strides into the room a minute later. At ease! Units 1 through 5, you will follow the conditioning schedule laid out on your bands as usual. Dismissed! The five units double-time it down the stairs and into the arena, leaving only my unit, Sergeant Valerius, and Laban. Sergeant Valerius paces down the line, then back to the front of the platform. Unit 6, your training today will be different. Something about how he says different sends a chill through me. Sergeant Meritas and I will evaluate your swimming capabilities in the river with a two and a half mile swim. Every particle of saliva decides to evaporate from my mouth. Laban stands slightly behind Sergeant Valerius and he's staring at me. This is about me. I'm not sure why or how I know, but I know they're doing this because of me. Numbness takes over me as Sergeant Valerius and Laban march us through the arena and outside past the obstacles, and to the bank of the river. It churns past, the water hazy but not as murky as the Laysan River. Bria, Bria, Bria. This is my first opportunity to swim in weeks, and the water calls to me. The monster followed me here, and it waits for me, lurking in the depths of this river. Sergeant Valerius instructs us to swim down the river until we reach a net, which is where we will come back onto shore. Esri's face swarms into my mind, and a need to dive into the water to fight the monster haunting me takes hold of me. The results of this evaluation, Laban shouts over the noise of the water, are of interest to the commander. Show him your loyalty. Honor him by doing well. I recoil, taking a small step back from the river's edge. I'm fighting two monsters now, the one from my past who stole my brother from me, and the one in this city who's trying to control me now. And I can't defy them both today. If I swim fast, maybe I cannot swim the memories waiting for me in the water, but doing so means playing right into what Laban and his commander want. Prepare to enter the water, Sergeant Valerius says. I step toward it with the other recruits. Despite myself, a flutter of anticipation dances along my nerves. 
I want to do this. To swim. Need to do it. Enter now! Sergeant Valerius's words spur everyone into action. I dive in. The cool water sweeps over me, familiar, painful, exhilarating. I surface and swim against the current, my body knifing through the water. For a moment, I forget everything. Talionis, my past, Aunt Helena's betrayal. It fades as I swim, the current pushing against my body, the water rushing past, the rhythm and movements I know so well propelling me forward. Water whacks me in the face, going up my nose. I slow, sputter, and it all comes rushing back. A few recruits pass me, and I realize I've taken the lead. I'm doing exactly what they want. Not anymore. I find a slower pace, forcing my body to do the opposite of what it wants. The monster laughs in my ears like it knows it's winning. Again. And I have to let it. A net stretches across the water ahead of me, marking the end. I cut toward the bank of the river, diving under one last time before coming to the edge. A hand stretches out to me. I take hold of it and clamber up the muddy bank. Most of my unit is already on shore. Shay stands near Laban, both of them observing me with expressionless faces. I turn my back to them and watch the last few recruits swim in. Nika hands me a towel. That was some impressive swimming at the beginning there. I towel off my hair. Thanks. Two more recruits scramble onto the shore, panting. One girl is left in the water, still a distance away. Nika's voice drops. It might be good to at least try, Bria. I know this place is awful, but... Her voice trails off. I tighten my grip on the towel. Nika's a good friend, and I don't fault her for doing what she's doing, for trying, but I can't. The last girl, Ava, makes her way in, shaking and pale as she struggles to get up the riverbank. Laban approaches. Something in my gut seizes. This will not be good. He shoves Ava so she falls back into the water. Everyone goes silent. He grabs her by her hair, and my scalp twitches at the memory of him doing the same thing to me. Then he dunks her under the water and holds her there. My throat closes as I watch in horror. Gasps echo around me, but someone chuckles, like he thinks this is funny. Laban yanks Ava back up, and she spews out water, choking coughs racking her body. He leans his face into hers. Is this how you thank the commander for everything he's done? By failing so miserably? Maybe this will help you remember to try a little harder in your training. Ava's crying now, which only seems to make Laban angrier. My heart pounds. I can't let this happen. But what can I do to stop it? Tortured, I watch as Laban moves to push her down again. Enough, Sergeant, Sergeant Valeria says. We have other work to do. Laban half-drags Ava over to the rest of us and then releases her with a shove. She collapses on the ground, shuddering. My hands shake as I finish drying off, and I want to pretend it's because I'm cold, but I know better. Maybe Nika is right. Maybe I shouldn't be failing this badly. A female soldier approaches the table, and conversations cease. Even Storm stops talking. Recruit Averton, come with me, she says. I set my spoon back into my untouched bowl of mush. I just sat down. Why am I being summoned away now? I don't ask the question. Instead, I stand up and follow the soldier from the room, feeling the eyes of my friends and other recruits staring after me. 
She ushers me out of the building and into the rainy day. We go at a fast pace, water kicking up as we march through the puddles. The rain makes tracks down my face and begins soaking through my uniform, along with a sense of anxiety. The soldier is bringing me into the center of Talionis. We approach a building I haven't been in before, and she marches up the steps. She shoulders through the door, and we enter an ornate open area in a spray of rainwater. Hallways shoot off from the lobby to various areas of the building. She leads me down a hallway, up a flight of stairs, and then stops at a closed door and knocks with two quick raps. Enter. The voice is familiar, though I've only heard him speak a few times. Colonel Keenan Valerius. Why am I being taken to him? The woman opens the door and waits for me to proceed her inside. When I don't move, she gives me a shove. I stumble into the room. Next to Colonel Valerius is Laban and Shay. My mouth parts and I stare. What is going on? Thank you, Private. That's all. Colonel Valerius dismisses the soldier who brought me and she closes the door behind her. As much as I want to stare at Shay and Laban, I force my focus on Colonel Valerius. Control and confidence clothe him as perfectly as his tailored uniform, and there's something about him that demands obedience, or promises a consequence. Recruit Averton, your name is more familiar to me than it should be, and not for a good reason. He cocks his head, and a lock of black hair dares to fall out of place and land on his forehead. Do you think we're fools, Bria? The way he says my name sends a chill down my spine. I swallow and shake my head no. He leans back in his chair and folds his arms across his chest. Then why do you insist on this charade? What charade, sir? I immediately wish I could force the words back in. Colonel Valerius's eyes narrow. Perhaps you're the fool. Though based on what I know of you, that's most likely not the case. He snaps his fingers, and Laban and Shay step forward like they rehearsed it. Recruit Bellington. Yes, sir, Shay says. Why is she here right now? I clench and unclench my hands. I don't think I want to know, but I'm about to find out. Colonel Valerius doesn't take his gaze off me. Please relay the information you told Sergeant Meritas and me earlier. I focus on Shay, dread coiling in my stomach. No, she wouldn't. Bria, I mean, Recruit Averton, is a skillful swimmer, sir. One of the best I've ever seen. There's no hesitation in her speech. Blood pounds in my ears. Additionally, she has successfully helped dozens of recruits navigate the kill zone and brought them to safety without being shot. She doesn't spare a single look in my direction as she relays the information. Every word is spoken with no sign of remorse. She doesn't care what her words will cost me. All she cares about is how she looks in front of these people. And it makes me physically ill. Don't look so stricken, recruit Averton, Colonel Valerius says. Your friend has only confirmed what we already knew to be true. Friend? He stands up from his desk. There is a greater purpose here than you or any one individual. His eyes bore into mine. Shay has found trusting the commander and his plan to be well worth her effort. Perhaps Sergeant Meritas can incentivize you to a similar loyalty. My mind screams, but my mouth is frozen shut as Laban shoves me toward the door. Time for you to experience the pit. Laban's raspy voice grates against my ears. Oh, and recruit Averton. 
At the sound of Colonel Valerius's voice, Laban jerks me to a stop. Since you are so keen on doing things to ensure others are kept safe, Colonel Valerius pauses. My heart races so fast, I'm sure they can see my pulse pounding in my throat. If you don't do everything, Sergeant Meritas demands, we'll ensure your roommates experience the ramifications. Do I make myself clear? Yes, sir. I say, unsure how the words force themselves past my lips. Laban chuckles as he takes me from the room and leads me outside. It's no longer raining. I'm shocked. No, I want to be shocked that Shay could betray me like this, turn me in just to benefit herself. But with each step to the sandpit, the surprise and haze of what just happened slips away. Shay believes every word they tell her, does everything they want. She eats well, has the chores that aren't even chore-like, and is praised regularly by soldiers and instructors for her performance. The real question is, how could I have ever believed she would guard my secrets from these people? Maybe I should tell her why we're here. The people from home betrayed us. Bile rises in my throat. She won't care. In fact, Shay would probably think those traitors, my aunt, did us a favor. We arrive at the sand pit, a large area in front of the arena, open for everyone to see what happens when you're disciplined in Talionis. I've passed many recruits doing their time in the pit, but somehow I've never been dragged here before. Laban shoves me and I fall to my knees in the wet sand. A jolt rings through my body at the impact, and along with it, a steely defiance. I take my time getting to my feet, brushing off the sand clinging to my uniform. The last thing to rise is my head. My eyes connect with Laban's. His lips curl into a snarl, his golden eyes glimmering. I'm going to enjoy this. I want to spit in his face, curse him out, do something, anything, to defy him. But Nika and Ari's faces come to mind. I have to obey. Sanchez, with me! Laban shouts to a female soldier nearby. She jogs over and snaps to attention. Sir, yes, sir! Sweat glistens on her forehead, and there's a tremor in her voice, as though she's nervous. From the smile on his face, my guess is that Laban notices it, too. At ease, he says. Let's show recruit Averton what it means to get slayed. Sir, yes, sir. Sanchez rounds on me. You heard the sergeant. It's time to think of what you've done wrong and beat it out of your system. She screams the words in my face. Any bit of fear I thought I saw earlier is gone. Drop and do push-ups until I say stop, Laban shouts. I do as he says. Both Laban and Sanchez scream at me to keep going, and I obey. Because I have no other choice. My arms burn. Sweat drips down my back. Laban shouts for me to do sit-ups. Then he's telling me to get on my feet and do high knees. Everything is harder in the sand than in the arena, as though the sand itself is fighting against me. Whenever my pace slows even a little, Sanchez and Laban are in my face. Laban grabs the fabric of my uniform and slams me into the ground. Get into a plank position and hold it! Pain ripples through me, but I obey. I'm not sure how long they have me in the pit, but they push me to a point beyond anything I've experienced before. Push-ups, high knees, planks, sit-ups, burpees, and anything else they can think of, over and over again. My body rebels and I vomit, which brings Laban over, screaming at me to keep going because he didn't say stop. Moments later, I'm in a plank position again, arms quaking beneath me. 
A part of my brain registers that another soldier has approached and pulled Laban away, but Sanchez is crouched next to me. Get your butt down, recruit. Hold a perfect plank position. Does it hurt? Then don't get sent here again. Yes, ma'am, I say through gasping breaths. I can't keep going like this, and I know it. Laban probably does too, but if my body gives out, if he decides I didn't do everything he commanded, what will Colonel Valerius do to my friends? Maybe making friends here was a bad idea. God, I'm not even sure I think you're there, and I know if you are, you have no reason to listen to me. But please, don't let my friends get hurt because of what I've done. I push away the thoughts. Storm's questions about God got to me more than I want to admit. My shoulders burn in agony, and I almost drop into the sand. Don't think about the pain, Bria. Come on. My personal pep talk doesn't do much to help. Sanchez keeps screaming at me, but I focus on the murmur of conversation between Laban and whoever is with him, not attempting to process a word of what they're saying, but hoping the distraction works. Sanchez pauses to take a breath and two words Laban says ring through the air and whip me across the face. Get Storm! I hope you're looking forward to continuing the story next week and finding out what happens with Bria and her friends. If you just can't wait, you can purchase the full audiobook wherever audiobooks are sold starting October 6, 2023. If you're on the hunt for other great books, Discover more epic, clean, young adult reads on the Read Clean YA with CJ podcast. Recruit of Talionis was written and narrated by CJ Malacy, and I can't wait to continue this journey with you next week.